Man, these uh, these raisins were good. Three, <laughs> two, one. Welcome to the podcast. This is Do You Know the Mob? I'm your co-host, Samuel Bratton. And this is Brandon Ellis. As always, listener discretion is advised. But first, a quick word from our main sponsor, NC Books. Uh, the book is called Mr. Fishigan. It's by Nancy Claire Smith, a children's author. It's a Christian children's book based on a fish discovering the meaning of life. Hope I didn't give away too much to your young ones. But highly recommend it. Give it a five-star. Purchase it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Target's website. Maybe even at your local bookstore. Who knows? Brandon, uh, when you have a kid, what's the first book you're going to purchase? Obviously this one. Mr. Fish again. That's good to hear. So Brandon's going to buy it when he has a kid. I'm going to have it when I have a kid because it's my girlfriend that has it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Fish again. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target website. Uh, again, it's called Mr. Fish Again by Nancy Claire Smith. All right, so to get our podcast started, before we dig into the mobster biography we're going to go into today, which is a very fascinating one particularly, we first have to tease Brandon's brain with a top ten list. Brandon, I know you just love a good chocolate bar. <sighs> Can you name America's top ten most popular chocolate bars? Oh, man, America's most long. Most purchased chocolate mm. bars. Excuse me, not America. I'm sorry. The world. Oh, that does change the That factors. changes that things. That changes things. I'm going to go with Hershey's. Okay. Hershey's is one. Like the main Hershey's bar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just chocolate bars in general? <laughs> okay, Hershey's, Snickers, mm-hmm. Three Musketeers. Um, <coughs> I'm going to go with the brand Bueno because I really like it. I think it's international. Mm. Okay. Um, Butterfingers. I don't know if it's considered a chocolate bar or not. I mm-hmm. may be off my rocker. <laughs> uh, no, 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 you're good. Gia Deli have one. I'm gonna go with that one. Just why okay. not? Why not go with that one? Mm-hmm. Um, you know I like a good Butterfinger. Mm. Now I'm gonna want like a chocolate bar. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm just go with Reese's Pieces. I think Reese's okay. makes a chocolate bar. So Reese's chocolate bar. Yep. 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 Um, I think that, is that seven so far? I think so. I'm just gonna name a couple other randos. We're yeah. just gonna go with it. That's probably all you can do with this. Uh, one. Uh, <laughs> we get the old brainus. Uh, Gosh, what's that's what you know bar? we've really gotten them. Oh, yeah. I don't think Brandon eats chocolate bars much in this. We'll go with the last one, just you know, because I kind of want it to be a thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, take five, take, take five. five. That's my final answer. Okay, so here's the top ten we have. First one is Snickers. Snickers is the best selling chocolate bar. Next up is Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. So you named okay. those two. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like the Reese's Fast Breaks personally, oh, so but good. their peanut butter cups are like, you know, more widely known. Now, this one I don't know of. You'll have to tell me if you know this. It's called Toblerone. I do know Toblerone. Oh, yeah, okay. I had, have you uh, had it before? I had my college professor bought for me as a graduation gift, and then the cleaning lady took it and ate it. <laughs> so I'm still pretty <laughs> upset about that <laughs> at U Milligan University. <laughs> are they uh, are they a popular internationally? You think? Or? I think so. I think okay, because I never heard of it. That's pretty funny. All oh, so if upset. you if you really want to make Brands Day, make sure to buy them one. Oh please. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one is Kit Kat. Break me a piece of that Kit Kat. <laughs> now, did you say Kit Kat? I don't, I don't know if I did say oh, Kit Kat. Yeah. I should have. I forgot about that. Um, another one that I forget about is Dove. I only bar. think of soap when I think of that. Yeah. Uh, there. And then uh, Cadbury. I have heard of that mm, one. Those are good. And then Twix. Mm. Um, Milka. 
Never, I never heard, heard of that one. And then my personal favorite, Three Musketeers. Did I say Three Musketeers? I don't think you did. Oh, that's my yeah. number. That's number nine, but number one in your hearts. Mm. And then you name this one. This is actually number ten. Sadly, Hershey's. I feel like Hershey's is losing market share as the decades go on. Yeah, it just it's just a, it's just a basic chocolate bar. I you know. know, all these other ones have. Other I don't stuff go to my it. way for it, but when it's in front of me, I'll definitely need to enjoy it. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? It needs to be one of the ones with almonds in it, though. Those are uh, the best ones. They are making some creative ones, and it's well known well known brand. So good. All right. Well, that has absolutely nothing to do with what we're going to talk about today, but that's okay. So today's we have Robert Butch. Cassidy. I bet he had Butch a chocolate Cassidy. bar at one point in his life. <laughs> I'm sure he I'm did. Sure he had some Come on. <laughs> so, uh, just for clarification, we had some fans, by some fans, just one fan, my dad, ask. <laughs> um, technically, the mob, the definition, Brandon, correct me if I say this wrong, mobsters are organized crime. And then we do get in a mix a little bit of with outlaws, but we are making an exception slash disagreeing that outlaws are still mobsters. But outlaws are a little more untamed, out-on-their-own kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, another definition is a group of violent criminals, which so, I would argue these are all violent criminals. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Brandon and I are the unprofessional experts, obviously, so we're going to so go with it. So, uh, Robert Butch Cassidy, he was first known as Robert Leroy Parker. So weird how many of these people have different last names, even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he was born on April 13th, 1866 in Beaver, Utah. Now, Brandon, you've been to Utah quite a few times. Do you know where Beaver is? <laughs> um, I have never been there. If I had a guess. I've really only visited the southern part, personally. Yeah, if I had a guess, it's probably the southern part. Um, I think it's probably southwestern. I mean, hold on a second. Let's pull up. Let's get a little quick Google reference here. Google Maps. So it's going to be southwestern Utah. Um, it's okay. kind of in the area of the national parks. I mean, most of Utah is based around like Salt Lake City, which is central yeah, north. The rest is pretty desolate. Yeah, not a whole lot there. So um, he was the first child of 13. And his parents were immigrants who moved from England. They actually met and practiced Mormonism and moved over to the United States, moved to Utah. So he came from a Mormon background. Huh. I know it's a surprise with Utah. <laughs> um, Robert Parker grew up poor as his dad lost a lot of his ranch in a land dispute in Circleville, Utah. Parker left home as a teenager, and uh, that's where he would become later Butch Cassidy uh, that we know of him today. He had a couple of name changes. First, he worked in a butcher shop. Okay, hence the nickname, Butch. Mm. It just stuck ever since. The reason he picked up the last name Cassidy is because when he left the farm to pursue something better or different, he became a rancher after for a guy named Mike Cassidy. Mm. So there you go. That's how we get Butch Cassidy. Parker began working for him on his cattle ranch and saw the guy's a role model. And so that's kind of where the beginning of it all. But when the first side of trouble happens, Brandon... Butch's first run-in with the law was stealing a pair of jeans from a store. He broke into the place and left a note intending to pay for them. The <laughs> store owner didn't appreciate that, though, and pressed charges anyways. This ended in an acquittal, but the crimes began to get more and more serious. This was kind of the start. So, supposedly he was going to pay for it, but I don't know. Hmm. I feel like that's kind of Old West thing. You think that's kind of adorable, actually. Like, oh, I'll, I'll pay you uh, when I get my next pay. You know, like, uh, <laughs> Put you uh, next uh, time the cattle come in. yeah. <laughs> so Butch moved to Colorado, telling his family he was moving there to seek work. 
However, he took stolen horses and got involved with a guy, a friend named Matt Warner, and got into horse racing. Butch teamed up with Matt and two other gentlemen, Tom and Bill McCarthy, okay? So this kind of becomes a gang right here, not just an outlaw. (laughs) (laughs) And they robbed a bank in San Miguel, Colorado for $21,000. They fled to Robber's Roost to get away from authorities. Now, Robber's Roost is this hideout. Uh, Brandon, what do you know about Robber's Roost? Yeah, so Robber's Roost is actually in Utah. So this time out west, most of the places are still very desolate. I'll use the word desolate. Not many people are there. And where Robber's Roost is located is in kind of like southeastern Utah, uh, which is obviously just west of Colorado. Um, Kind of think of when you think of Utah, you think of the canyons, you think of the desert. That's kind of what Robber's Roost is. It's near one of the rivers in the area. it was this area where it was really easy to get away, kind of hide from people running after you because you could hide in these canyons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it became a really popular place for outlaws, especially kind of, as we'll find out, Butch Cassidy um, and his gang to hide there, lay over after robberies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so after, you know, they went to Robber's Roost, Cassidy split from the group, not in a bad way, just kind of left, took his share of the money. And he went to Dubois, Wyoming, which is also a popular area to outlaws. So apparently these outlaws really stick together in one way or another. <laughs> so then Butch formed a relationship with a girl named Anne Bassett. Now get this. Then he started seeing her sister, <laughs> Josie Bassett. <laughs> Butch did business with their father, who was also a rancher. So I guess he got to know the family real well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, Butch Cassidy was arrested for stealing horses this time around in Lander, Wyoming. He was sentenced to two years of state prison. Once he was released, his life did not become a mild citizen. You know, you think two years of jail would shape you up. It just doesn't. <laughs> doesn't do it. <laughs> he made new friends, and they became known as the Wild Bunch. The Wild Bunch involved famous outlaws such as William Elsie Lay, Harry Sundance Kid, uh, Ben Tall Texan Kilpatrick, Harvey, Kid Curry, Logan, and many others. What good nicknames. Oh, my gosh. And we'll get into Sundance Kid for sure. That's the best one. Um, This crew performed the longest successful stretch of train and bank robberies in history. The Wild Bunch stole from all over the West, including Idaho, South Dakota, New Mexico, Nevada, Utah, Wyoming, and Montana. So all the Western states. Um, The main hideout for the crew was called Hole in the Wall Pass in Johnson County, Wyoming. So it sounds like with Robber's Roost and all these places – they really find all these different areas you can do hideouts. But you'll see, you know, banks were a lot more common in the Midwest and East, but on the West Coast, you see a little bit more of the train bank robberies, mm. train robberies. So throughout the robberies, there were some great stories formed, Brandon. One time, the crew wasn't so successful, and they only stole $97 from a bank. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not much, especially when you divide up six ways or whatever. Um, another time, they robbed a restaurant. Of thirty to fifty thousand dollars, which what restaurant has that much money in there? But with wow. using white napkins on their faces as masks, oh. this one is what put them on the map and made them famous in newspapers. Hmm. That's kind of funny now that we live in the pandemic mask world too. Like, yeah. Just use some napkins, you just know. Put a napkin on. There. <laughs> I'm not saying it'll stop from being sick, but people won't recognize you. Apparently, <laughs> this is true. Um, after many robberies, the team would usually split up for some time and hide out. So it sounds like they're pretty organized. A few of them got caught. Some of them shot sheriffs and authorities, and other times they were shot and killed themselves trying to escape. Cassidy was not one of those situations, though. Him and his friend, the Sundance Kid, 
eventually reappeared in rob and robberies in Fort Worth, Texas. So they kind of worked their way down south. There was a total of five of them, so they became known as the Fort Worth Five. And there's actually a famous photo of the Fort Worth Five. Mm. I think you saw that earlier, Brandon. Mm, yes. um, and that's where like the detective saw them. But so he's kind of been part two gang, so very successful monster. Mm. Um, the gang more or less officially broke up eventually. Um, sad. <laughs> sad. So Butch Cassidy and Harry Lonabaugh left for New York City. They got in a ship and left for Buenos Aires, Argentina. Supposedly, there were two English speakers that fit their description who stole money from a bank. Lonabaugh's girlfriend eventually moved back to San Francisco. Later on, there were two robbed bandits who robbed a mining businessman on a mule there. The two bandits then went into a small town lodge, okay? The hotel keeper was suspicious and called police. So these two, we believe, right now. And this is in South America. Yes, yes. <clears throat> so you've got Lawnball and you've got Butch Cassidy um, with, that fit the description. Okay. So the two bandits, they went to a small town lodge. The hotel keeper was suspicious, called police. Three soldiers came out and surrounded the building. Okay, this is in Central America. Some of the soldiers were shot and killed. But both men inside later on were found dead. It looked like they one of them had gotten shot themselves, um, and the other guy like put him out of the misery kind of thing. Okay. This is the famous believed rumor. Okay, rumor keyword of what happened to Butch Cassidy and his death. However, it has been argued that it did not happen in Argentina like they believe. Cassidy's sister claimed that Butch had moved back to Utah's to Utah later on in life. Others say they thought he worked in Nevada until his death. So really we never know. But the main belief is that they him and his buddy died in Central America. Yeah, I think I have heard that and that I've heard some people say and I know there's been some uh, testing where they examine hair falls and stuff like that mm-hmm. to find it. But yeah, I think you're right. The the belief General belief is that he died in Argentina. And um, there's also, you know, the reason why Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kane are famous, they're in a song, and they're in a famous movie in 1969 called Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kane. I believe there was a recent movie, too, that just came out. I think it was called... Uh, I'll have to double-check that, actually. That might have been Billy the Kid. But anyways, so there you have it. That's Butch Cassidy. Uh, and thank you for listening. Do you know the mob? As always, please subscribe. Please leave a five-star review. I'm your co-host, Sam Bratton. And this is Brandon Ellis. Signing off.